Welcome to the PGF podcast. My name is Paige and I'm an online women's health and fitness coach. This podcast is here to help you lose body fat, nurture your mindset and improve your relationship with food, exercise and your body. If you're ready for coaching, you can find more information in the show notes. Hello and welcome back to the PGF podcast. This is um, the next Q&A for the TNG method. Um, As always, it's based off the questions that are submitted in the check-in. Um, and we've got another lot of great check-ins, a lot of great questions even, and they all relate very much to, I think, how we all feel at the moment with Christmas, social occasions, work, just ramping up for everyone, I think. Um, and there's lots of things to go over that are based around mindset. So if that's something that you're struggling with at the moment, then listen up because I think this is going to be a really good one. So the first question is, what should I do when I can't work out on my normal days? So I would always, always, always say plan ahead. And that will include um, kind of reevaluating what is realistic this week. If usually you get in like, I don't know, five workouts a week and that is your baseline, anything less than that is going to feel like a little bit crap, right? But if your baseline was two and you managed to get three in, that would feel really, really good. So remember that what you think is good is all relative to what your normal is and to try and release yourself from that idea that that different from what you normally do is automatically a bad thing and that less is worse and that more is better because that's not always the case. And actually, as long as we're doing something to move towards our goals, that's that's amazing. So what is realistic in terms of how many sessions I can get in and and reminding yourself that it's okay if it is less than usual. Um, and it's okay all the time, but also like remember that it's probably one week out of, you know, 52 or across the year, it's going to be five weeks out of 52 that are a little bit different. And as long as you're doing something, then you're still moving towards your goals. It just may be that that week is a little bit slower. Um, what days can I get those sessions in? So making sure that you're setting a day and preferably a time so that you know, like schedule it in in your calendar like you would any other appointment so you know that it's going to get done. Um, and also, will I need to modify these sessions at all? So will I need to remove some of the sets? Is there an exercise I might need to get rid of because I don't have access to that equipment? All of those sorts of things. Because the reason this is so important is that planning realistic targets and preempting either a reduction in work or a reduction in time or a reduction in actual amounts of sessions prevents that feeling of failure. If you turn up to the gym or you go into the week expecting or anticipating that you're going to do three sessions and then you only manage one, you're going to feel like you failed. You're going to feel like you didn't do enough. However, if you go into the week knowing that this week is mental and that you are only going to have time for one and you set that as your goal, when you get one, you're not going to feel like you failed because that was the expectation all along um if you turn up to a session and you expect to do the entire session and then you get you know half an hour in and you're like I need to go you're going to feel like you cut it short and that you didn't do enough whereas if you went into that session knowing I'm going to give myself half an hour and see how far I can get when half an hour goes I'm out of here then because of the expectation was that you were going to do less and because you've accepted that and you plan to do that it feels completely different to if you didn't plan, you didn't expect, you didn't anticipate that. And then all of a sudden it's just like, oh my God, I didn't have time. Like I didn't do it properly. I didn't finish it, all of those sorts of things. So it's it's the same, but it's very, very different in the way we feel about it. Um, and that's kind of the theme of most of these questions is it's never the thing, it's the way we're thinking about it. Um, so that's what I'd recommend if you have to change days. Um, how to avoid falling off track. So I wanna 
propose a little bit of a reframe that there is no track. So when we think about, let's take fat loss as an example, because I feel like it's it's the easiest one to kind of conceptualize. So like, if you think about fat loss, people think like, I must eat these types of foods and I must do this much exercise. And when I do that, I will get to my result. And that's what they see. They see this straight road of, I eat this, I exercise like this, I get this result. They don't see some days I'm going to eat like this, but then I'm going to go out with my friends and there's going to be alcohol or there's going to be cake or there's going to be a buffet or whatever. And on that day, I'm actually going to eat a little bit more. But then the next day, I'm going to get back to it. And you have all these sort of like peaks and troughs of being really close to what you think you should be doing and maybe a little bit further away from what you think you should be doing. But overall, as long as you always come back to what it is that you think you should be doing or what it is that's going to get you closer to your goal, you are always going to be moving in the right direction. And so instead of thinking it, thinking of it as a track that you're either on or you are off, think about it as however cliche and slightly cringy this sounds, think about it as like a journey that you are creating, that a path that you are forging because no one else has been you trying to achieve the goal that you were trying to achieve in the time, in the space, in the environment that you are currently trying to achieve your goals. You have never been here and done this before. There is no track forged in front of you. You are forging it as you go. So even if there are days where it doesn't go how you thought it was going to go, that's fine because there is no track that you are following. There's just you making the best decisions you can as those as those situations arise and over time consistently putting in the effort to get you closer to where you want to be so instead of thinking about it as a track that you have fallen on or that you are on or you have fallen off of think about it as a general direction that you want to go and every day you make decisions whether you continue on that direction or whether you maybe veer off slightly but as long as you come back to it you are still moving where you want to go. And it may take longer than you thought it was going to, but it does for 90% of things. And that's okay. So let's reframe that a little bit, that there's no falling off track and you're not going to avoid, you're not going to avoid moving away from the direction you want to go in because that's just life. And let me tell you, I would much rather you and me achieve our goals a hell of a lot slower, but enjoy our lives whilst we're achieving our goals then have no distractions because if you are constantly heading in the right direction right if you are constantly heading head first to that goal it probably means you don't have friends who are inviting you out it probably means you don't have family members who want to see you it probably means that you don't enjoy food and that you don't find eating chocolate delicious and you don't love eating you know mince pies and festive food or anything like that it probably means that you have like very little going on in your life outside of just the gym and eating food out of Tupperware and so I think we can probably all agree that I'd much rather it be a little bit slower and have all those things that makes life so rich and wonderful and move towards our goals slower because as long as you're moving there you're gonna get there eventually um it just may take longer than you thought but actually that's a little bit of a blessing because if it took less time right to put this in perspective the quickest time I ever achieved my goals was in lockdown Now, I don't want to go back into lockdown or impose my own lockdown on myself where I don't leave the house, where I don't see my friends, where I don't go out for dinner, where I don't socialise at all just so I can achieve my goals. And I don't think anyone else would either. So just to put that into perspective. um, How to avoid feeling guilty for taking time away from exams, deadlines, work to work out. So I think, again, 
this is another reframe. So in general, well, not in general, research shows that people who exercise are more productive, they're more focused, they're less stressed, and they're generally happier. And all of those characteristics tend to make someone who is therefore more successful. If the work you do is more productive, and remember that productivity, being productive is not spending hours and hours and hours working. It is about your output in relation to the time that you're working. So if you work for an hour and you create really, really, really high quality, um, amazing work, or you work for eight hours, but your work is shoddy, or you did the exact same amount in eight hours that you did in an hour, you didn't work any harder. Well, you might have felt like you worked harder, but you weren't more productive just because you worked for eight hours, right? You would have been more productive if you had only worked for one and did that same exceptionally high quality work. So if you can nurture yourself to be more productive, to be more focused, to be less stressed and to be generally happier, then you are making sure that the work you are putting in is going to be of a higher quality and is going to actually serve its purpose a hell of a lot better. So something that I say to a lot of my one-to-one clients is that that hour that you give yourself is going to pay you back with so much more than that hour. That hour that you could have no, I'll I'll skip the gym and I'll just keep working. But you're tired, you're not really focusing, you're thinking about the fact that you should be at the gym, you're thinking about the fact that maybe you're a little bit hungry and, oh, maybe I'll go and make some food or, oh, I'll just check my phone and scroll on Instagram because I'm really not focusing right now and this work is actually really hard and I feel quite stressed and I can feel my heart rate raising. If you had instead taken that hour out, gone to the gym, turned your phone on aeroplane mode, just spent some time getting rid of that anxious energy and putting it into movement, feeling like you were being successful because maybe you hit a couple of PBs, that you're being successful because you ticked off something that you committed to yourself that you were gonna do. When you come back into into that work, you are gonna feel refreshed, you are gonna feel re-energized, you're gonna feel refocused and you're gonna be ready to get back into it. And that work after you train is going to be 10 times better than if you hadn't have trained. And this is why, so Mondays is like my, well, at least it was my busiest day because that's when I had, um one-to-one check-ins but since starting tng most of the days are quite busy um so on mondays it would have been so easy for me to to be like i am too busy i have all these check-ins to do therefore i'm not going to train on mondays but instead i did the opposite because i was so busy and because so much of mondays is check-ins it's so client facing and i want to show up for my last check-in the same way i showed up for my first i would always take a break at a lot at about basically midday and I would go and train. And because of that, I could guarantee that when I came back, that those check-ins that I did after training were the same quality that I did before. However, if I hadn't have trained, I would have become distracted, I would have become unfocused, and my check-ins would have taken, taken me 10 times longer. When we were renovating the house and my training was kind of dictated by when builders were coming or not, because I just had to sit in the new house and wait for them. Um, I had a check-in day where I, I didn't train and the check-ins probably took me twice as long as they usually do because I was so unfocused and and that is the power of moving your body right so try not to think of it as I feel really guilty for taking this hour instead think of it as like I am giving myself back focus productivity I'm I'm relieving myself of stress I'm making myself happier and that is worth that hour and my work is going to be considerably better if I do that so that's the way that I would try and think of it um what are your protein powder recommendations? So I'm not a massive protein powder lover because post COVID it got really, really expensive, but it is really convenient. And recently I have kind of been getting into having it a little bit more um, just because I can't be bothered to go to the shops and it's like always in the house. So um, 
yeah I think the best way protein or just protein in general and I'm going to be really honest here I haven't tried it because it's quite expensive um but the one that every single man and their dog um talks about and people who aren't sponsored by the brand which I think is important um is perform which is p-e-r-4 like the number four m um and they have loads of different flavors and apparently it's the best so if I were to buy a new protein powder I'd probably try that one um and I think they have some sort of sales and if you wait until January there's probably going to be um a blooming load of sales so um you know stick around for that one um but bulk powders and my protein are probably um the cheapest and most accessible but another great option is home bargains home bargains have some amazing really really cheap um like protein powder um options um so that can be really really good um as well um, and they usually have loads of like codes because they have a lot of like influencers helping them market let's say um so um yeah you can always find a code for that but the other question was about like is that what you put in your protein pancakes no so there's no protein powder in the protein pancakes which is what makes them so good and the recipe sounds really gross but bear with so basically shove in a blender 45 grams of oats two eggs 110 grams of cottage cheese and some sweetener um and blend it and if you add enough sweetener, it's nice. If it tastes a bit cottage cheesy, add more sweetener. <laughs> um, and by sweetener, I mean like you could use flavor drops. The my protein ones are the best in my opinion. The vanilla my protein ones, or just like golden syrup or some sort of sugar or, or artificial sweetener like powder. Um, but they absolutely slap, so would highly recommend. Um, how to kind of like fix the bench if the bench is too high for hip thrusts? So the first thing that I would say is. Um, put so like imagine you've set up the barbell ready for hip thrust so you have the big bumper plates on each side of the bar what I would do is I'd put a plate underneath where you sit and I'd put a plate underneath each of the the plates that is loaded onto the bar and so that raises all of you up if you just raise up the bar it's going to press into you and be really uncomfortable if you just raise up no way if you just raise up the bar I got it the wrong way around if you just raise up the bar you're still going to be too far down so you're not you're going to have to like yeet yourself up to the, the top of the bench if you just raise up you the bar's going to press down into you and it's not going to be comfortable so i'd raise both the alternative is to kind of experiment with different bench options so usually there's plyo boxes as long as they're not the wooden ones if they're like the soft slightly squishy ones i would definitely use those you can get loads of different heights usually there's quite a few different heights in the gym i would recommend either a 12 inch one or a 15 inch one 15 inches i think is the perfect height for most people but sometimes there aren't 15 inch boxes so then i'll just use a 12 inch box um, and that works well or if your gym has reebok boxes if it has like some sort of studio for pump classes or anything like that then put two Reebok boxes on top of each other and that will be the perfect height it will be plastic so it'll be quite hard so just get a mat lay that over it um, and that should be fine um the next question is how to avoid the classic new year new me traps the fitness industry loves to push to make you feel insecure this is such a great question so um how do you avoid them I don't think you can avoid them I think you can just be really clear on what it is that you want for you before that stuff starts getting marketed to you so i would stop now and think now what do i want come january because if you want to feel your best if you want to feel your strongest if you want to feel your most powerful if you want to feel your healthiest that probably has nothing to do with fat loss 
or new year, new me. And I think take away the idea that new endeavors have to be done in January. Like you can start whenever you want. And the fact that you're a member of TNG means you started on the 6th of November, which is when 90% of this country is beginning, or not this country, but like, I guess the Western world is beginning to wind down ready for Christmas, but you didn't. So you're already, you know, uh, defying that sort of new year, new me logic. So firstly, you should be like incredibly proud of yourself and all the effort that you've put into TNG because I see all the effort that you put into it and the PBs that you get and the consistency that you have with training as well as all the like crazy PhD stuff that you do. So I see you, I respect it. Um, so that's the first thing is like, appreciate all the things you've already done to escape that narrative and um, by starting early. Um, and I think just being really clear on what it is that you want, like if, as you're a member of TNG, your goal is probably to be consistent in the gym, get strong, build muscle, all of those sorts of things. And you've already, you're already six weeks into that, that goal, into that endeavor. And so keep going with that and, and just not like tunnel vision, but just block out the noise of you should be losing body fat. You should be, I don't know, trying to be your smallest self because that's clearly not what excites you. Um, otherwise you would be on a six week shred program, but instead you're here, you know, being your stronger self. And I think you're already like very much a lot of the way there to not falling into that trap and to escaping that sort of narrative. So, um, I think you're doing a great job. And if you're not on TNG and you don't want to fall into that trap in January, then we have a new intake in, um, starting on the 8th of January. So if you want to get away from the idea that you need to be your smallest self to be your best self and instead focus on being strong, feeling your best, improving your body image, all of those sorts of things, then maybe that's something you want to do and you can head to Instagram and the link in my bio and register your interest. Um, what is the next question? Is it better to get training in or get an extra sleep? So lots of the girls got a lot on with work and just December being mental. Um, so um there's a lot of like how do I balance all of the stuff that's going on in my life right now um so I would say that sleep is foundational it affects everything it affects appetite it affects mood it affects productivity it affects stress it affects literally everything so if your sleep is crap that's the first thing that you want to fix before anything else and I believe that extra sleep is probably more well is more important fundamentally now this is not to say that always snooze your alarm, always delay everything, never get up at the time you said you're going to. This is to say that you should make tweaks in your life to make sure that you are getting enough sleep. So if you wake up and you literally haven't slept a wink because you're unwell or you had loads going on in your head and you've literally slept for like, you know, maybe less than six hours, your decision should always be that you get more sleep rather than train. Um, and a way to stop yourself just like, throwing in the towel with training altogether is to set non-negotiables so your non-negotiable could be two sessions a week it could be one session a week and your non-negotiable with sleep could be a minimum of six hours every night and between those two things you should find a balance because you shouldn't be getting less than six hours every single night for a week and even if you did for you know six nights of the week the one night you didn't would be the day that you trained your non-negotiable session so hopefully you can find some balance in that but sleep is super duper 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 important uh, everything gets easier when you have good sleep everything is harder when you don't so definitely prioritize that but it's less like oh I'm gonna sleep in and more I'm gonna put some time and effort into thinking about what times I should be going to bed what times I need to be awake by to make myself feel best like I, like 
PT ruined me because I got up at half four every morning. And then when I stopped PTing in person, my expectation for myself was that I'd get up at half four every morning, even though I had no reason to do that. And I beat myself up so much for not being able to get up at half four, even though I had nothing really to be getting up that early for. Well, I had nothing to be getting up that early for. Um, But if you do have something to be getting up that early for, then you need to hold yourself to that. But remember that it's all relative. So um, yeah, just something to remember. Um, How to deal with feeling like everything is too much. So I think the first thing is like going back to your values. What do you value? Do you value your family? Do you value health? Do you value your career? Do you value a certain body weight or a certain body composition? Do you value, um, I don't know, business? Do you value building muscle? Do you value um, honesty? Like there's loads of different things that you could value, right? And pick, pick whatever you value. Um, and then from there, use that to guide what you prioritize. So say you valued family, health, and your career, which I feel like a lot of people in their 20s and 30s probably peak their peak values, right? So this could look like having a hard cutoff time in terms of work. So even though I value my career, I'm having a hard cutoff time so that I can wind down before I go to bed, I can get a good night's sleep in, and that is gonna help my career because I'm gonna be more productive and it's gonna help my health because I'm gonna have good sleep, which is, again, foundational. And then what comes into that is Parkinson's law. So you might be thinking, but if I have a hard cutoff time, I'm not gonna get my work in. But actually, Parkinson's law states that things will take as long as you ha- as long as you give them. And when you know, when you set hard boundaries that you do not cross, that I cut off at 6pm from work, you will get what you need to get done because you will learn over time that you only have a finite amount of time. However, if you keep breaking that boundary and if you keep working later and later and later, you're not going to get done what you need to do in the day because you've taught yourself and told yourself that... I will keep going. Whereas if you know that that boundary's there, you're gonna get it done. You always get it done. And I know this person quite well. I've seen you do all your uni essays (laughs) throughout the years, um, you know, up until the deadline, but you always got it done in the deadline. And this is no different. So set those deadlines for yourself, set those boundaries for yourself and stick to them because you will get the work done in the time that you need to. And then you can have a cut off, you can have a wind down and you can get to bed on time. Um, Another like based on your values, if you value your health, having consistent sleep and wake times that are non-negotiable is going to be really important. And again, when your sleep is better, your appetite regulation is better, your um, motivation is higher, your productivity is higher. So that's going to have a positive impact on your career. It's also going to have a positive impact on family because you're going to show up better for them. You're going to be in a better mood when you're around them. So see how all these things positively feed into each other. If your highest value is health, then having a minimum of one to two training sessions a week. And again, that's going to mean that you've filled up your cups, you can give to others. So family time is better. You're going to have a full cup. You're going to be um, focused so that your career is better um, or that you're more productive when you're at work. You can show up better for the people who you work with. Um, You know, family is your highest value, having one day at night a week so that you have that time where you can connect with people that are close to you um, or, you know, the person that is close to you. Um, and remember that like health is holistic. Health isn't just like eating a certain thing or moving your body in a certain way. It's looking after yourself as well. And so you can kind of see that even though it feels like having the values of family, health and career are conflicting, they're actually really not. And when you prioritize sleep, movement, giving to yourself and having hard boundaries with when you work and when you and when you rest and actually taking that time to rest. 
that actually it all kind of flows together really, really well. Um, and then the other thing, the final thing is your mindset towards it. And this is something that I really struggle with from a business point is that when there's launches and stuff like that, I find them very, very stressful. And I constantly tell myself, you're so stressed. You're so busy. You've got too much to do. If you tell yourself you're stressed, you are going to act from a place of stress. If you tell yourself that things are hard, if you tell yourself that you can't manage this, if you tell yourself you're too busy, you're going to act from a place of scarcity and stress and almost like panic. And you're going to stay in this heightened aroused state where your nervous system is like on the edge because it thinks a lion's there but actually a lion is not there um and everything is fine so you can choose how you can choose the place that you respond from and you can choose to find this stressful and hard and you can or you can choose to lean into it and be like there's a lot going on right now but i've got it i can do this i'm gonna make sure my sleep's in a good place i'm gonna make sure i'm filling up my cup and i can absolutely do this so even if you are busy stop telling yourself that you're busy and I say this as someone who constantly tells myself that I am busy because I want to validate the fact that I'm feeling like there's a lot on but that's not helping you so that's the first thing I'd say is reframe like what you're doing and stop telling yourself that you're busy stop telling yourself that you're stressed and instead tell yourself I've got this like I can totally do this like the person who sent this in has a degree has a master's has been teaching in very difficult schools has like achieved so much and you can do this even if it is incredibly stressful right now there is I truly believe there's nothing that you can't you cannot do so let's get on with it um the next thing is creating pockets of calm in your day so we often do revenge scrolling in the evening it's a massive thing in our generation which is basically where you feel like you had no time for yourself in the day so then you scroll in the evening or like you delay your bedtime to try and give yourself that time back stop doing that um, and the best way to stop doing that is giving yourself pockets of time in the day. So just a couple of deep breaths at your desk or maybe even in the gym, like before you do a set, like, you know, how does this dumbbell feel in my hand or whatever? I know it sounds really silly, but it really does help. Just taking a few deep breaths, grounding yourself, bringing yourself into the pre present moment, just giving yourself back some time in the day. And the final thing is compassionate touch and compassionate breathing. I know I touched on this, I think in last week's episode, but it's something that I've brought into my life and it's kind of life-changing so for me compassionate touch I love holding my like um what's it called my forearm and I usually have quite cold hands but then obviously I have warm forearms and that like contrast in temperature I find really calming and quite grounding um and then compassionate breathing so it just helps to calm your nervous system and means that you can move into a place of calm and act from a place of calm rather than a place of like chaos and like I need to get this done I don't have the time so taking a couple of deep breaths so let's say four deep breaths into the nose out through the mouth and focusing on the point where you can feel the breath more and it will change time to time so can you feel it in your nose can you feel it in your throat can you feel it in your chest can you feel it in your stomach and if you struggle with any of that you can literally just place your hand on your stomach or place your hand on your chest and focus on like the rising and falling from the breaths um and then once you finish with the breathing, so you've taken four deep breaths in and out, you can tell yourself a mantra of whatever you need to hear. So it could be, I'm trying my best. And you just say it three times, or you can say it with every breath. Or I'm giving my body what she needs. So when you're taking time out from your train, um, from your work to train, I'm giving my body what she needs. She needs to train, she needs to move, and that's what I'm doing. Um, or for this person in particular, you can tell yourself I've dealt with everything I've ever been through and I can deal with this too because you can and I wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly believe that so that is something that you can do it literally takes 
less than two minutes and it just helps calm the nervous system and means that you can act from a place of feeling like you are able rather than feeling like you're rushed and stressed and there's too much to do and that is not me belittling how much you have to do because I can't even imagine but it doesn't mean that you can't do it and it doesn't mean that you need to listen to that side of your brain do you know what I mean anyway that's all the questions thank you so much for submitting them um and I hope that was helpful and let's all take some time for compassionate breathing today because by the sounds of these check-ins I think we all need it anyway um any more questions or any feedback on your check-in then head to the tng group and if you want to join the next one um, the waiting list is now live in the link in my bio or actually i'll put it in the show notes of this podcast you're so welcome okay speak to you all soon bye